Hello and welcome to the Celtic Women's Football Show. It's your weekly cynic catch-up on all things Celtic FC women and women's football in Scotland, but obviously we focus on Celtic. I'm your host, Claire Wilde, and I am joined again. He's back. It's Christopher Gallagher. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's lovely to be recording with you again it's for lovely, this podcast. Lovely to be recording with you again for this podcast because there's plenty to talk about. Yes, and you were at the game with me at the weekend. I so we obviously will be talking about that. Um, how's things been? Watching a lot of the World Cup? Yeah, watching a lot of the World Cup. Um, and uh, obviously there's no Celtic just now in regards to the men's team, but you know there's plenty of uh, women's team uh content to unpick um yeah good yeah nice to have you with us um so let's get straight into it the it was a big weekend for the league in as much as some shifting about at the top so first big glasgow derby us playing rangers in well in terms of that that particular derby um ended nil nil which leaves the table looking a little bit different in that it's been sort of level pegging. It's still really, really close. Glasgow City are on 31 points. Rangers are on 29. Celtic are on 28. Our goal difference is, Celtic's goal difference is still looking pretty healthy. I mean, if we'd, if we'd managed to get a result at the game at the weekend, we would have gone top. But it's really, really, I think, I think you can kind of see from the positions that we're in now that it's too tight call anything at this point isn't it i honestly think that it'll be this tight right until the end of the season um i'm still do you know the the result against rangers and we're obviously going to talk about it and we're going to break it through but what it does what it did for me personally more than anything was highlight how much we should have beaten glasgow city yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was talking I was talking to Christian. I think it was on the weekend update last week, and I asked him about the. He was on the stats podcast with yourself, um, and we were talking. We were talking. So we were talking about the Glasgow City game, and he said, you know, from a stats point of view, Glasgow City wiped the floor with us. Um, but I just felt we should have won. Should have won. And I'm, 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 I, I know that sounds. I'm, I'm calling back to a couple of weeks ago, but these big moments and these big games. If Celtic, if Celtic perform the way they've been currently performing in regards to actually taking care of business when it, when it comes to the other teams and um, kind of having, what, four cup finals? Yeah. You know, we've already, we've we've not picked, we've picked up one point from, from two games. Um, and some people will turn around and say that's that's fine, but the, the, t- the top of the table is so tight. And none of the three of the teams look like they are going to drop any points outside. No, that's, that's you know, it's a, it's a, yeah. long, se- it's a long season. It's a long, this is my, yeah, this is my point. It is a long season. And you've got, we're going to, well, the next thing I wanted to talk about was, um, first of all, the new, there was a, we're sort of moving swiftly on because we'll go and talk about the Rangers game. And I'm sure some of that stuff about how close it is at the top will come out. Yeah, yeah. During course. that discussion as well. Um, new domestic crowd for the SWPL uh, record set for the, Hearts Hibs game at the weekend as well. Easter Road, 8,066 was the official number. Not huge numbers. We're still not quite in. You need to, you need. The tens of. Yeah, well, right, okay, right. I'm very ambitious, Christopher. Okay, keep, keep right, okay, stick, keep talking. I'll, I'll want to pick something back up. 
right, what are you going to talk to me? Are you going to prove me wrong on something? No, no, I'm not going to prove you. I'm not going to prove you wrong at all. There are lots of people in the game saying that we should be able to start thinking about getting these bigger numbers for w- women's fixtures, especially when they're massively hyped and they're being held at the big stadiums and there's no men's football on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like Hibs average, there was 13,000 people at the last Hibs, Hibs game, Hibs in Ross County. There was 13,000 people. Okay, it's a great people. point you make. So, but you know, Hibs, average, Hibs, Hibs average attendance is 14,000. So more than half of the crowd that was at Hibs's average men's team. So I love Claire. I really, really love how aggressively positive you are about the women's team in regards to playing at big stadium but you can't turn around and say 8,066 I'm not saying it's not good I'm not saying it's not good I'm saying it is good you demand more though you demand more we do we reach a milestone and we push to increase it right absolutely absolutely that's all I'm saying it'd be nice to just I just I just think for a a club but it's also nice to just say great just sometimes you need to just enjoy the moment of 8,066 people turn and out. Also, it wasn't one of our games, so yeah, exactly plenty to say about that. I mean, <laughs> but also we need to remember that like Celtic, if Celtic promoted a Celtic FC women's team game at Celtic Park against Rangers, if they promoted it the right way, if that game had, even if it had been at Ibrox, the one we've just played because it was a Rangers home game, you would have doubled that, quadrupled that. Yeah, we'll talk about that because, again, that's something I want to bring up about the kind of the the occasion from the weekend. Um, so, no, you're absolutely right. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be negative. I just think that we just see it's that thing, that trap I always fall into is that as soon as you get something in the women's game, you want more. And, you know, I, if anyone's listened to the Kelly Clark um, interview on the Celtic View this week. She does a like walk and talk interview um, talking about how she's nearly been at the club for 10 years and she absolutely couldn't have even begun to imagine where women's football is, where Celtic is, where she is like nine years ago. Are you talking about Scottish internationalist Kelly Clark? I am, yes. Um, it's, a, it's a good, it's like a 10 minute interview. It's really nice to hear her speaking so passionately about the club and getting people along and her own journey with it and you know she's a special case because she keeps up she's playing with this professional side but she's still got the job and things on the side so she says she basically says i have no life i just don't i just <laughs> work and play she's football. got a wee dog she's got but a wee that's dog. my choice um but you know we we do need to remember how hugely far we've come even in the time that we've been recording these um and can I be can I be quickly negative before we move on to the Rangers game again? <laughs> You're sure. I'm just a guest. I just want to talk about the fact how do how do the B team get a game at Celtic Park on December the thirtieth, Chris? Um, I I I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, the B team. It's in the name. But what you, but what you need to do is you need to separate. You know, all all of the teams should be given a platform to be successful, right? So yeah, you know. It, and well, this, this is some, well. Hang on. No, hang no, on. no. Just you know, what what the um, what Celtic are kind of doing is, and you've met, you and Lorenzo have mentioned this in the past, is they're packaging the men's team, I'm sorry, the the B team and the women's team almost like together, but in pitching them together, they're almost pitching them against each other in a weird way. And yeah, I, know I agree. It's you know, the, the B team playing at Celtic Park on December thirtieth should be great. That's good. Yeah. But it also should be 
because the women's team have had the opportunity to play at Celtic Park. So I, I don't have, I'm, I'm not looking at the B team saying, why should they get that? They should get that. Of course they should. But Celtic should be promoting. Again, it comes back to, do you want to make some money? Because I'll tell you how you make some money. You have a game at Celtic Park when there are no other games at Celtic Park where people will bring their kids. You know, like people are more likely, I think, to go to these games at these times because there isn't any other football on. Yeah. Or, I'm not... I I don't wish I don't the think B team fair, any yeah. ill, but... You're not Lorenzo, you know, so... I don't... I don't think it is the same. I don't I think I don't think there is an equivalence between the men's first team, the women's first team and the B team. I just that's that's a discussion longer maybe for a later date, but I just don't think you can draw a straight line between those, but that's fine. The Rangers game. Oh, she's, she's raging, ladies and gentlemen. She's absolutely <laughs> raging. There's always something for me to rant about on these podcasts. It's yeah. good. Um Pre-game thoughts, as in, you know, as we were kind of thinking about going to the game and what did you expect us to be able to do? Did you expect us to be able to get a result? I know we'd talked about it the week before and kind of thought about predictions and things. Uh, there's think- two. There, there's kind of two sides to it. So uh, Celtic playing Rangers at any level, you know, if it was Celtic fans versus Rangers fans in a park for example, I would still kind of get a weirdly a wee bit nervous, right? I think they're really, really hard to call. I think at all levels, um, they are always usually tight and they're usually kind of, um, you know, a lot of the time as one goal that separates it or, or whatever. Going into this game, it's hard to go, well, I think after the Glasgow City defeat, that kind of really knocked my confidence because we were quite, I was quite negative in the summer about what this team could do because of the players we'd lost and I didn't necessarily think that we had replaced enough players in, in the right positions and and and, and such like that. <clears throat> but they kind of surprised me because we started the season really well and we started to score lots of goals and Clarissa was on form and Lucy was, you know, uh, her ball delivery is exceptional and we weren't conceding chances. and But then the Glasgow City came we just kind of... I mean, it's, we, snatched, we snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> yeah, and and that that really when we equalised in the Glasgow City game, and I'm sorry I keep going, but harking back to it, but I do think it's a real kind of a real important point when we can see that when we equalised against Glasgow City, we should have went on and won it, and and because we didn't, what that said to me a little bit is it knocked my confidence a little bit, Claire. I can tell. Yeah. I think as well, just to be the positive one here, is that we do need to remember that we've still had a really good start to the season. You know, the only times we have come slightly unstuck are against the two teams that we knew we were going to have bigger challenges against. I'm just trying to... You uh, know, you, we, me, you and Lorenzo sat at the beginning of the season. I don't even know if we recorded a pod or whether we were just talking personally, but we talked about how weaker we thought Glasgow City were. And I think they are. And the fact that we've we lost to them is just well. But th- this is so. This is my pre-match thoughts. This is what I was thinking going into it. Um, I like our squad of players. I really do. Um, I think that we've got a, a bunch of players who do as much on the pitch as the manager does off it, and they do their best to kind of deliver uh, their own sort of style. Um, 
Jacinta was coming back. I don't know if you want to go to team news, but like obviously we having Jacinta coming back after she'd been uh, you know sent off and. Clarissa coming back from international duty with Liv was it in international duty as well. So yeah, I, 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 was I confident? I'm never really confident going into these specific games, but I was looking forward to it. Good. Yeah, I think I was the same, and but I also knew I would, as is always the case, as kickoff approaches, I'm going to get extremely nervous and really start to worry whatever I'm kind of, whatever rational part of my brain is in operation before that. Um just before we go on to the actual lineup and the uh, performance and, and how it kind of all played out, we were both at the game. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the atmosphere, the logistics, the kind of the actual physical act of being at the game. We often do this just because this felt really different to a lot of the games that if you've been to a game in the SWPL, you know, there are a wide range of venues, you know, different facilities but they're usually at smaller grounds you know you kind of know what to expect if you go on a regular basis this was at Broadwood we hadn't been to a Rangers game at Broadwood why well, hadn't um since they moved there obviously this was the first game <clears throat> first issue was huge amounts of traffic getting through Cumbernauld and sort of down to the car park it was obviously really busy like there was almost a buzz about it wasn't there like before we got down <laughs> it felt like uh, and this isn't to anyway undermine any other game I've been to but it felt like an actual event it felt like an actual football event um, it was full of them which was horrendous because they <laughs> are yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll bite my tongue. But yeah, I mean, um, it was the Rangers fans were everywhere. Um, we had to walk through them. Uh, I felt like they all knew. I think they did. <laughs> we managed to get a spot in the car park, but they were turning people away from the car park, sending them back round to go and park in the retail park and things. So it was really, really busy. They also had... I I know you didn't enjoy this experience, neither did I, of being <laughs> surrounded by all this... I said at one point during the game, I said, they've really made this really rangersy, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> like Broadwood is a stadium, as is Airdrie, that basically rangers have said, can we use this as our home ground? It's exact, oh, it's, it'll be a very similar arrangement to the one that lots of these types of clubs have with these grounds. But they'd really done... A good, Ranger, yeah, the Rangers are fine. They it. really had. So you got. So one, no one got paid and they went out of business <laughs> again. And... There, was lot, there was music outside. There was like lots of kind of there was buses they'd obviously bus fans in from from hell <laughs> i'll stop i'll stop now uh once we got in you know the pitch they had hoardings around so they had all the sponsors around they kind of you know i know that someone i was speaking to is saying about the kind of we kind of sort oh, yeah, of the... constructed like tunnel thing at the top of the tunnel but i'm really like that i felt really strongly that i was like this is what i want to see celtic doing at Airdrie because it looked like a Rangers stadium. This is the difference. Rangers, you know, Rangers have committed to their women's team. They've committed to them. And and I'm not even, you don't even have to look at it about like how much money they're spending and, you know, what, what they're doing with player transfers and management team and all that. Take all that away. They just look like they care because they're treating them with a, a level of respect that we could only wish that Celtic would treat them. So when you walk in and you see all those Rangers um, kind of flags and the Rangersification of Broadwood, yeah, it makes you feel physically ill. But we are the away fans. It's supposed to make us feel... They're even stuff like just just the announcer and they were trying to build everything up and, and it, it just seemed like the Rangers have committed to their women's team in a way that we haven't and it's really really frustrating 
Yeah, it was it was quite frustrating, but it was weirdly kind of like, okay, well, this can be done. So look, and I would like to hope that at some point we're a big enough club, we've got enough resources, we can do something like that. But um, let's move on to the lineup. So I think if you've listened back to last week's episode, you'll have heard Lorenzo and I talking about who you think we wanted to start. And it was a fairly kind of settled starting lineup of players who we know have got that strength and experience um we know we're going to start back three we wanted the back the kind of classic back three we got the lineup through as we were driving to the stadium so you read it out to me in the car and I remember thinking oh hello (laughs) so let me read it out what we got we got Pamela Tachona in goals of course the back three was Arid and Otto and Hayes we then had Lucy Ashworth Clifford and Chloe Craig out on the wings. Um, Lisa Robertson, Olivia Chance and Natalie Ross. Uh, And I know that we'd specifically mentioned that we wanted Robertson and Ross to start. So that was positive. And of course, the return of Jacinta Gallabadarachi and Clarissa Larrissey up top. Um, I think the main surprise there clearly is the fact that he put Oridan and Otto into that back three sort of seemingly unexpectedly for such a big game. Um, what do you think the thinking was? I, I guess physicality. Um, you know, Otto is a very, very athletic player. She's quite slow on the turn, but she is, her position is quite good. I've only ever seen her play in midfield because she's played midfield most of the season. Um, and I know that she has the ability to play as a centre half in her, in her back pocket. So it was. It was for me. It was very interesting to see how that would work out. Um, O'Reardon, I think, has been a little, a little unsteady, shall we say? Um, again, just from from my mm-hmm. perspective, um, Caitlin Hayes is one of the best players in, in the league. She's one of the best players in the country. She's one of the best players in the continent. And I really, I'm, I'm genuinely not joking. She looks more and more. Her body shapes shape in regard to coming out with the ball. She reminds me more and more of Christopher Iyer. Mm. And I'm I'm just talking about because she's really really tall, the way her arms are, and how she comes out. Um, so you know she's in the men's game. That's a very kind of attribute that you want. In the women's mm-hmm. game, I think it's even a bigger attribute because if you've got that ability to break the lines with your coming out, um, you know it says a lot. Yeah, I don't know why you would drop your captain for a derby. Yeah, so yeah, I I, I, I you know I think Kelly Clark's been excellent this season. Um. I think she. I, I. I honestly think she's had a bit of a um, new lease of life this season. She looks very confident. She's always, always talking through the game. Her and Caitlin, I think, have got a fun. Her and you know, for me, pick Celtic's best back three. It's uh, Kelly, Caitlin Hayes, and Chloe Craig. Yeah, and and I, I think to a person, the support would would agree. Now, obviously, maybe he's got. He wants to mix up, maybe not have expectations of, you know, the, the opposition knowing who's going to play. But mm-hmm. for, for me, I think Chloe Craig has, I think Chloe Craig's a better centre-half than she is a wing-back. I think Kelly Clark is probably the best, if not in the top two of best defend, defenders we've got. I don't know why you drop your captain. I, I, I wonder whether there's something going on there where, because obviously Caitlin has stepped up to take that 
vice captain role and she is she does have those leadership qualities she's sort of starting to share those with Kelly and I think there is almost a feeling like this almost starting to share that responsibility of kind of the leadership of the team and that maybe that's a kind of transitioning thing because we don't yeah i mean if you if, if you're big if your biggest worry is that rangers are going to be more physical and so you bring in uh you bring in Otto and o'reardon because they are kind of o'reardon's very no nonsense and Otto's very physical yeah i think it's interesting you mentioned o'reardon i was worried about her playing we've seen her have some a couple of not so great games or performances um since she came in but she's not done anything like hugely wrong it's just a bit of a feeling of like mm. however I do think that 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 defensive line despite the fact that we were concerned about it like let's move on to talk about the performance oh as an overall performance defensively we did a lot right and I think O'Riordan actually had a pretty good game and I think that part of maybe the thinking of that as well of creating that slightly different defense was that we didn't come out kind of all guns blazing it was there was clearly not a plan to kind of go into that attacking attacking football right from the off which rangers probably would have been expecting they talked about this a bit on the highlights um we did sort of sit back a bit and stop rangers from getting in behind us a bit more i don't know whether you think that the defense did a good job in that we were we were set up to counter-attack which for me, is not what Celtic should be doing at any level, at any team. I hated it. <laughs> and I, I know that's you don't really, think it was a I pragmatic that, decision. No, we didn't win. We didn't create anything. Well, we did create the odd chance, and do you know what? We could have stole it at the end. But the amount of times we tried to hit Larisi or Jacinta down the flanks, and yeah. it it just it didn't work. Like. I could, if you sit here and you say uh, we soaked up pressure and we broke really quickly and it created a number of chances and our XG was really high and we just didn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it didn't feel like it felt like you know. It, don't get me wrong. I think you know to 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 give a little bit of praise. I thought the uh, I thought you're right. I think the the, the defense did really well. Chloe Craig didn't attack. She didn't really go on beyond the halfway line. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lucy did. Because Lucy has a little bit more pace about her and she can maybe cover back a little bit more. She was our biggest uh, creative outlet. Uh, I thought Liv kind of retreating, you know, being pulled back a little. It's just, you know, when you play with Natalie Ross, uh, Lisa Robertson, who are both tough tackling, aggressive, but then Olivia kind of playing behind them almost. It was just, it was just a little bit odd to see. And um, then also we did keep, so you were talking about a rid and you'd get her kind of sort of hitting long balls up that left-hand side that were either, she'd either get them to Lucy. So they were slightly like more towards the middle of the park, but there was a few times that they were just lumping them right up to Jacinta or Clarissa and they just weren't in the positions. No, I think it was probably, probably Clarissa's worst game of the season. I think um, she, her touch wasn't particularly good. And by the way, that's fine. I think she's been, absolutely outstanding and also she's came back from international duty as well which is something that's new to her mm-hmm. in regards to she's only got a call up what two months ago for the first time she's so i can understand how that would maybe put you out of sorts a little bit so 
Clarissa's great, but she, she didn't have her best game. And same for Jacinta. So these Jacinta two players who have created so much for us this season and who, if we were going to get goals, we would be looking to them to create them. Jacinta playing through the middle, being the almost speed of attack, she's, from a physical point of view, if you're going to hit long balls to her, that's food and drink to the Rangers centre-halves because they're bigger than her, they're yeah. taller than her, they're more aggressive than her. She should be playing off someone I I didn't really under I didn't really know what her game plan was. Yeah, and that's that's my biggest fear and takeaway from what we saw. Yeah, and do you think lessons might be learnt from that against a team like Rangers that if we face them again we might do something different? Well, who knows? Well, I just I I, I you know I. I, I, I think we were talking with one of our friends at the game and I said, this feels like watching Rangers in the 90s. <laughs> you know, Celtic had all of the possession in the 90s and Rangers would hit us in the counter and win. But we seemed like a less effective <laughs> Rangers. Yeah, they did have a lot more chances than us. If you look at the statistics, their possession was much higher. The chances that they their XG was much higher. Um what was it, XG? Uh, it was. I haven't got it actually written down. It was theirs was something like one point six, and ours was something like not point six oh, or God. something. Yeah, XG obviously being the quality of chances created. Thank you, Christopher, for clarifying that. Um, yeah, and that you know, and so defensively, we did do a good job in terms of you know. Let's talk about quickly. Pamela Tachonar has not had a lot to do in a lot of the games that we have played against some of the teams where we have absolutely been dominating possession and moving the ball forward. But she did a lot in this game, didn't she? And she pulled off some pretty stonking plays. There are, you know, there's something to be said for a Celtic goalkeeper again at every level where, you know, we're so much better than the opposition that the goalkeeper a lot of the time won't have anything to do. And when they do have something to do, it's about instincts and it's about reactions. She is someone who, you're right, hasn't really been tested. But my God, did she get tested at the weekend. And my God, did she pass with flying colours. I thought she was excellent. I thought yeah. she was really, really good. I thought she was confident. Her confidence um, brought a kind of uh, confidence to the defence. Mm -hmm. I think from a def as a defensive unit, I think they were very well in tune. Because um, it really was... You know, Rangers had most of the play and it, we really were on the back foot. Again, as I say, whether that was purposeful or whether that was just the fact that they were better than us, it seemed like it was purposeful. Ah, I'm not going to go over all ground. But she was great. Yeah. She made, I think she made at least three exceptional saves. Yes, um, there was one at the end of the first half. There was one right at the beginning of the first half. Um and there was a well, there was one towards the end which keeps being called a double save, but she really just had to make good on a mistake that she or she kind of the spill. Yeah, she spilled it, and then she but she had she she got it back. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, you know, um, it was a kind of it was a bit of a spill, but that see the you more often than not see the see the striker score after the spill. But she made herself so big, and she made she what she did with her legs was just that sounds weird. But like uh, <laughs> like her her positioning was very very good, and yeah, I thought I thought she was really 
very, very good on the day. Um, she did have a lot to bring confidence to the defence as a whole. Um, I thought Lisa Robertson smashed everything that was put in front of her. I thought, I thought Lisa Robertson did some excellent defensive work as well. There were a couple of moments where she tracked right back and cleared balls off the line when no one was, no one else was there. Yeah, yeah. Her um, her reading of the game is very good. I thought Natalie. See, this is the thing. This is what I find <laughs> odd is like I think every, I don't think anyone had a bad game. I thought I thought Natalie was good. She came off fairly early though. Um, I thought Liv was a little um, subdued. And I think that's because she was playing a little bit further back. But, um, yeah, I just... Uh, Clarissa was the only one I think seemed a little bit out of sorts. And Jacinta... Uh, you, as I said to you at the game, there were times when a ball was played and Clarissa and Jacinta didn't know that the ball was going to play be played in the channel that it was mm. being played. And it was almost like they were shocked. And that kind of frustrated me. It's, it certainly frustrated the support overall. Yes. Definitely. Um, just in terms of other kind of things that happened during the game, there were some substitutions. The first ones were made at 63 minutes. Amy Gallagher, who we all really like, came on. Shen Men Meng Lu. Um, no, Shen, Shen Meng Yu came on. Sorry, this is actually, this is a good example of where yes, the uh, statistics people have written the wrong name. Um, Shen came on and... Um, Natalie Ross and Jacinta came off. We then had a kind of forced substitution just after the 75th minute. Uh, Lucy Ashworth Clifford, who's been one of our strongest players all season, went down. She was player of the month. Yeah, player of the month. She's been fantastic, as you said. All her ball deliveries, all that speed that she's got, the accuracy that she's got. She goes down and it looks like a nasty injury that she's got. She was subbed off for Liv Ferguson came on yeah it was a very innocuous challenge and uh, sometimes the most innocuous ones are can end up being the worst if you watch it back on the highlights I would recommend watching the highlights back because you know you, you do see lot, yeah. you do see all the Rangers chances as well and see how well we did to not let any of those pass. but if you specifically look back at that moment it's just it's more about the fact that she falls and the way she falls it's not actually to do with the challenge um so it was a bit weird. She goes down and then suddenly there's a bit of drama around what's happening and we still haven't got a definitive word from the club on what's going on. There's a press conference this week. Hopefully we'll be able to ask that question. Um, but if she's out for a significant period of time, that's a huge loss, isn't it? This is where this kind of squad depth and, you know, all levels of football, um, if you, you know, have such a kind of nailed on first team with, no one really pushing you behind, you know, situations like this where someone like Lucy, Lucy could be out for days, weeks, months, seasons. We, we don't quite know. Um, I, I do struggle to think who will kind of probably Sheng Ming Lu would probably take her position. Or Tegan Bowie comes Tegan in Bowie comes and does in. the job. Um, and these are players I like. I like quite a bit. Um, but... Lucy's been one of our best players this season, so it's 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 a big shoes to fill, certainly. Um, huge blow for her as well. Huge blow for her because she's having a, a, an excellent season overall. Um, but as I say, it's just those innocuous challenges that really kind of end up being the worst. Yeah. Is there any other moments that we haven't mentioned that you wanted to bring up? Um, I thought that we had a push towards the end where, from a set-piece point of view, we, we, you know, when you've got someone like Caitlin Hayes, She's just uh, so aggressive in the air uh, and you're always going to create something. There was a couple of pushes. Rangers looked really well set up. 
They looked like they knew exactly what they needed to do, but they looked really impotent in the final third. Yes. Um, they have a very specific style and they play a very specific way and it's really, really drilled into them. Um, but in the final third, they're very, very impotent. They didn't create clear-cut chances the way that, you know, other than the the, 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 the kind of opportunities with, with the goalkeeper, but not enough. Um, yeah, and I think it was, I think having watched the highlights just before we started recording as well, it was Gemma Fay who said again that a lot of their chances were coming from outside the box. They were longer range chances. Yeah, yeah. They weren't kind of being clever close to goal. Yeah. I mean, Brogan Hay is someone who has a very unique skill set in this league. She can, she's a winger who takes people on and beats them. Yeah. And that's really, really, really hard to play against. But we handled her fairly well. There was only I think we obviously had, she, I think it was clear that we had targeted her as a, we knew she was going to be a threat. Yeah. Yeah. And handled her pretty well. Um, I watched, you know, we watched the Hibs and Rangers game from a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't particularly impressed with them then. Um, they won one 0 with a free kick, I think it was. Um, they had a free kick that they rattled off the bar. It's funny, we both Rangers and Celtic in the first half, Celtic get a free kick opportunity um, in the exact same position that Rangers do. Rangers hit the bar with it, and we float a needless, pointless ball into the box. When <laughs> it's like, just take a dig. Take yeah. a dig. That was that frustrated me as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and just before we finish on the actual game, because obviously no goals to talk about, the closest we probably came right at the end was from a court that corner that you mentioned. But goalkeeper ended up goal- in the net. Alan Edgar would have loved that. Too. He loves it. He loves the player ending up in the tangled in the nets. But she did having sort of literally scooped it out from the line with her hand. She did. Their goalkeeper did do really well. So that was probably the closest. Uh, uh, she would, she did terribly. um any i think we've kind of covered the performance it's weird talking about a game where we're kind of slightly disappointed as the game went on for me i wanted a result obviously i was disappointed with the way that it was playing out and how stressed i was and how i wanted us to kind of you know of course you want to come away and you want to have had an extremely entertaining evening and we've won the game because of how many chances they were having, by the end, I was like, we just need to get to the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of was relieved with the draw. Expect- expectations changed. Um, specifically in the... I think we had more of it in the first half than we did the second. I think we created more in the first half. Um, the second half was a bit of a... I don't want to say onslaught because we did have our flashes of moments. But it felt like it got to a point where we we were all, everyone at the game was like, right, we'll take a draw now. Mm. Because mm. a defeat really, you know, you're starting to be six points behind and yeah. it's starting to look like really, really playing catch up in a league where not a lot of points are dropped. So if you want to count this as an away game at Rangers, a draw, probably would have taken it before the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, if we zoom out and look big picture, it's not like I tend to be the person who catastrophizes and sometimes Lorenzo has you, to... You catastrophize? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Lorenzo brings me back down to reality and I think he's not able to be with us today. Um, but he did say that, you know, by the end, you know, a draw that you would have taken at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Oh, for 100%. our first away game at Broadwood, you know, so... But, but you go into that game one to one. Yeah, of, of course, always. But we move on. Was there any? Would you have been able from the Celtic side to pick a player of the match? 
I thought Caitlin Hayes personified someone who always wants to play football, even if it's sometimes counterproductive. Um, <laughs> but I thought she was great. I thought she was a real leader on the pitch. I thought the goalkeeper was excellent as well. Um, Lucy had a good game. Um, I'll go with Caitlin, though. I think she. I'll just... go with Caitlin. You go with Caitlin, I'll go with Pam. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> good, good point. Um, so we got through a point. Um, as we said at the t top of the show, it's still very tight at the top. We see how that plays out. There's kind of a few games to go until Christmas and then we start back on January, middle of January. Um, the next game is on Sunday. It's Dundee United at home. We have already played them. We played them up in Dundee. This game, last time it was 4-0. Um, they are, as we've said before, we won't go over this too much. Last time we managed to speak to um, Paul McNichol who was very good at giving us the kind of lowdown. You can go back and listen to that because he talks well about the kind of the story of them coming up into the league and Excellent. how competitive it is for them. Um, they are at the bottom of the league table. They are a team that are kind of, you know, they're not full-time, the different kind of setup um, and quality than Celtic. Have we beat them 4-0? Um, should be a game, especially at the Excelsior, that we are able to completely dominate. It should be, yeah. Sorry, you just stopped my sentence there. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think um, this is the sort of a home game against a newly promoted side who aren't full-time, uh, who would beat pretty convincingly last time out. This is the game you want after uh, a, a strenuous derby. Um, you want to score some goals. You also want Clarissa to get back on the goal, uh, yeah. goal trail really quickly. Uh, maybe even Jacinta as well. You don't want their confidence to take knocks. Um, I think it's important that we get back on the horse really quickly. All the metaphors are coming out. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I do that all the time. Yeah, because uh, a simile is like when you're as loud as a lion, isn't it? Something, yeah. Could, let's not go into that. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's angry at me. But no, I think Dundee United at um, home uh, at ARG, um Yeah, I think it's the perfect kind of uh, medicine to the you know, counter the, the derby game. And maybe the fact that I, you know, training videos today, Lucy's not in them. I'm, I'm making a, I don't want to say anything because we haven't heard anything official, but I'm, I'm kind of making a bit of an assumption that Lucy's injury means she will be out for a while. So maybe this is, you know, Tegan Bowie scored her first goal of the season against Dundee last time. Maybe this is another time where she can get a start. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I, I'd always start Shane. Um, I think if, you know, one thing I'll say as well, if you if you start with, you know, Natalie, Natalie, Natalie Ross and Lisa Robertson, it's it's quite it's secure, I guess. Mm. You know, I don't want to use the word defensive, but it is very secure. Um, you do that against Rangers, I understand it. I wouldn't be doing that against Dundee United. I would choose one or the other um, and I would definitely play Shane. Yeah. Potentially Shane and Liv. Shane, Liv, and uh, you know Lisa or Natalie to kind of uh, kind of patrol in there, um, and also it's interesting to see you know Tegan coming in would be would be good, but again Shane Shane Menglu is she still injured or she might be available? I don't think her injury was that serious. I think she was on the verge of being able to come back. You'll find it from the presser again. We'll find that out tomorrow. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's lots of questions. I mean. Do you bring back your captain for the game against Dundee United after you've dropped her for the biggest game of the season? You're not going to forget that, are you? I just, I don't know. I, 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 the reasoning behind that I, I, I doesn't sit sit well with me, but I imagine he might 
go with the usual, tried and tested. Um, Celtic are also kind of making a big day of it. They are, if anyone is interested in going to the game, they are running shuttle buses from Airdrie train station. They're going to have some like stuff for the kids happening, face painting and things and like putting on events, making a kind of festive event. I think they're trying to get some of the youth teams from around Glasgow to come and have the opportunity to be there. Um, So that's really positive. Um, We've obviously been, a lot to driven out to that stadium so we kind of know the drill is as kelly said on the interview she did on celtic Free, she's like it's not as far as you think yeah <laughs> um you should be able to pay on the gate as well and there's a link from on the celtic socials to be able to buy tickets as well it's at 4 10 because it's the it's on bbc alba so all the stuff that's on bbc alba is usually at 10 past four um do you want to make a prediction uh, I think it'll be a a win. I think it'll be a comfortable win. Four uh, nil. Four nil. Four nil again. Four nil again. Four different goal scorers again. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Clarissa with a double. Yeah. And a header from Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And Jacinta. Lovely stuff. Um, and then after this game, just to kind of look forward a little bit more, we've got this game. There's a break for a week. Then there's the Motherwell game and then it's Christmas. Um, like I said, there's a bit, there was a return kind of mid-January. 15th of January, I believe. Yep. Um, so yeah, we will be at the game. I will be there. Uh, like we said, if you're not able to, it'll be on the telly. Um, so you'd be, be able to watch it live or watch it back. Um, you coming with me? Potentially, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll definitely be watching it, put it that way. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think this is a good game for us to kind of pre-Christmas kind of get a good win under our belts, regroup. But I also, you know, I want to give a shout out actually to, even though we did score f- four goals last time, we had a lot of chances and the Dundee United goalkeeper is not Very good. too shabby. Yeah, good. <laughs> so there's, uh, from having watched this league for the last, what, four or five years, um, the goalkeeping position has improved very, very much over the last two or three years. So Aberdeen have got a really good goalkeeper as well. It's good, yeah. good to see. Hearts have got a good, good Hearts have got a great goalkeeper, yeah. So yeah, it'll be good. Thank you very much for being here to talk about this all with me. I hope we have been as balanced as possible. <laughs> Not sure about that, but yeah. Thank you very much. I'm always a pleasure to come on the Celtic Women's Football Show. It's a delight. Uh, he's been Chris Gallagher. I have been Claire Wilde and we will speak to you very soon.